We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down Show, the game... Oh. Yikes. Okay, let's do it a third time. We've, what do you mean a third time? Uh, we, let's do it a third time. We welcome, to an, welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast. This is the first time we've ever recorded this intro specifically. For this episode. For this episode right now. There's no way we've done the first five minutes of this before realizing that we weren't recording properly. Correct, Mr. Pinocchio. What? Mr. Pinocchio. Is that like a cool nickname? No, no, your nose dick is, grows like no, a No, 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 your nose. Dude, if your dick grew, if you lied, <laughs> I would just... I'll go around the world being like, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. How's that a lie? You could be. You're but really, I'm not. Know. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. What well, a weird lie to make your dick grow. I could have what lied we, about <laughs> no, literally the anything. first thing you thought of was, I'll just tell people I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why that's on the tip uh, of your tongue at the moment. Tip of your Tippy up, tippy up, tippy up. Uh, yeah. So welcome back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. We took a week off. We took a week off for just some you, mental health time. Yeah, and you were in France doing um, charity work, right? Yes, it was very yeah. charitable to my spirit and okay. my soul. Okay, so you were building houses. I or? was building up um, some great memories. You were building up memories, yeah. helping local people. Argue, I, I think if you came in contact with me, I, I could say that I helped you. Right. In many ways, myriad ways. Yeah. You did say we were talking about your trip uh, before we started. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the first time we recorded this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said sandwiches were, or lunch was about 100 bucks each time. It was quite expensive. 100 American dollars. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, it was. there was a lot of expensive food in France, it turns out. So there's no $5 baguette? There, I, though there is, like on the road, you can walk down the road and get a little baguette okay. from, from a cart or a window or something. And, and you where... do see people just walking down the road eating a bread sure. in a little paper bag. Yeah. That's real. I've never been to France before, so I don't know if that's just something out of well, Beauty and the Beast or what, but it was real. <laughs> when I went to Spain, they would have doner kebab carts. Mm-hmm. So you would go out and drink, and then you would just see after, you know, people start drinking at 11 p.m. in Spain. Right. So like because that's three, when they wake up. Right. Three or four, <laughs> three or four o'clock in the morning rolls around and everybody's on the street hammered drink uh, eating this big old kebab. See, the thing I liked about France was mostly they have the, to- the times right. Um, it's not like Spain where oh. the times are all bad and stupid. I wouldn't say that. I would. I'd say the people usually, the but the clocks are fine. <laughs> the people are bad and stupid. <laughs> no. Uh, well, no, I was in Spain one time for work and it was like, I was the flu in, so I was kind of, you know, tired and everything. And so I went and took a nap and I set my alarm to wake me up at like seven mm-hmm. in the PM. Mm-hmm. So that I was like, oh, I can go to dinner and then I'll come back and I'll sleep for the rest of the night. And so I went down to the concierge at the hotel and I was like, Hey, where can I, is there anywhere nearby I can walk to for dinner? 
and they're like nothing opens up for another hour and a half for yeah. dinner and i was like what and they were like restaurants for dinner don't open up until 8 30 at the earliest right and you're like okay but then just show me to like where the ones that are i, I, I get it right. but like yeah, <laughs> yeah we get the it culture here open now, yeah, but like just, the one that is open yeah. so yeah france at least like if you want a dinner at seven o'clock you'd have dinner at seven o'clock right it's just gonna cost you eight hundred dollars yeah and well the real issue is it still has the european like how long does dinner take i don't know six seven hours sort of vibe to it Mm -hmm. where i it's just hard for me i know it's a cultural thing it's just hard for me to get it it's hard for me to understand like why would i want to sit here for a long time like i i can get it on an occasion maybe like oh you go out with your friends you haven't seen in a while you're catching up you're shooting the shit, you know, you're getting some after-dinner drinks and hanging out and talking and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just can't understand, like, I'm with my wife, who I spend every fucking second of the day with, and I love it. That's why I said fucking. I said the I first part of the sentence sounded a little more concerning. Um, I, you know, we don't have, like, that much to catch up on at this point in time. Yeah. So let's just do this transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, let me eat i'll pay you and then i will leave okay and it's very confusing to me because generally the food comes fairly quickly and things like that and then it's just all of the in-betweens where you have to wait forever yeah and then because of the way that they do like uh credit card payments there with the little traveling battery powered credit mm-hmm. card box yeah. that they have it's like you have to find the guy and ask for the check and he has to be like, oh, you don't want any coffee or after dinner wine or anything? And it's like, no. After dinner wine. Whatever. No, I don't need that. And yes, I just like the check, please. So then he has to go. And then he, at some point he has to come back with the check. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, normally that happens. I put my card in there. They come back. They take it. They go away. They scan it. They bring it like in America. There I put my card out. And then like eventually at some point they see that my card's out. And now they've got to go back and get their battery powered uh, credit card thing yeah. and bring that out to my table sure. to do it. So like just from the second I want my check to the second I'm paying my check is 40 minutes. Right. And it's like, what am I doing during this 40 minutes? Just, sure. Just enjoying the time with no. your wife, just no. sitting in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. No, well, absolutely not. I mean, much like the dinners, uh, the dinner occasions in France, that mm-hmm. story was entirely too long. Yes. Yeah, thank you. And I would have loved to have my check halfway through that story. <laughs> Um, but I think we should, do you want to transition? In, oh, let's, yeah. do you want to, do we, uh, oh, did wanna, you want to, did you want to do the transition again about how I say I went to Monaco and it was the second smallest country in the world? And then you say today we're going to talk about Russian roulette and that's the largest country in the world. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. Cause that's um, what we did the first time we recorded that. It or was the, ruined. I mean, that was ruined. That was ruined uh-huh. and you have to move forward and I'll find a joke in this, in this podcast sometime down the road Okay, and we'll figure it out. All right. Well, Godspeed. We've got a sponsor before we talk about Russian roulette today, mm-hmm. and I'm going to read it now. Sure. I'm going to get through maybe more than the first line before realizing that we're not recording. Let's do a check. We're and recording. We're both Look recording. We have a special super local sponsor today, Cool Heads Salon for Men. Finding a good stylist for men's hair is hard. Finding a great one is damn near impossible. Anyone on the hunt for a great stylist can hang up their captain's hat, dock their boat, and burn their treasure map because your matey just found the jackpot. Wow. Situated at the northeast corner of Custer and 121, 
This salon has an inviting atmosphere and some tasty drinks you can enjoy during your haircut, even though no one ever does, because who wants to stick their arm out outside the plastic hair barrier and risk getting hair in their Dr. Pepper? No one. Jennifer, the stylist, will listen to what you want and give you the best haircut she can. One local patron was quoted saying, I moved here in May and I've been to two local salons, each producing disastrous results. The first stylist I tried at a place called The Man Cave gave me a haircut that lasted a whopping 10 minutes. 10 minutes for $30! And when I left, I felt like I had just been fucked on a first date and kicked out holding a pile of shame in the form of my crumpled shirt and pants. You can really hear the pain in the patron's words. Sometimes it's hard. He continues, The second place I went was based on a recommendation. I trusted this person and there was no way in hell that I was going back to the shit cave. That's what I call it because in man cave, but it was shit. Yeah. I had my first haircut there and felt all right. Then I went home to clean off some of the hair shreds and found a large section cut straight down to my scalp right above my ear. I looked like those kids from middle school that used to get their sideburns chopped all the way off. Like, it would just go straight back, and you're like, did they ask for that? Do they think that looks good? It's a very detailed review. Let's get into the show today. Wait, last part here. And after complaining to my wife for days on end about my shitty haircut, she suggested I try one more place. My savior, Cool Head Salon for Men. I understand that complaining about a bad haircut is nothing but a vein-induced waste of time, but I don't have many years left with my hair. It's thinning every day, and each haircut is crucial. This must be what it's like to be 85 years old and have to selectively choose your meals that always haunted with the realization that it very well could be your last. Cool Heads Salon for Men. We put the great in existential breakdowns caused by crap haircuts given by stylists with poor attention to detail. Wow, that hmm. was an intense... An in- that one individual had intense. some interesting points uh, yeah. with the haircut. And just about life in general, really. Yeah, I think it all kind of does. I never tie thought together. about that last meal thing. What isn't is, that crazy? What is your last meal? Mine right now is leftover pizza from Blaze Pizza. I mean, last meal is going to be a steak slathered with butter. What if I shoot you right now? What if we play Russian roulette right now and you die? Okay. Do you know how what, Russian did you roulette? Have, did works? you have a steak slathered? Russian with roulette. Butter? You don't point the gun at someone else. You do it at yourself. Okay. Well, what if we played it and you shoot yourself? My last meal. Like an idiot. And right now, what was your last meal? Uh, it was honey checks. Oh, so it wasn't a steak slathered in butter. You fucking idiot. You're I dead. can't have it You're every dead. single meal. If you want to make because sure it will be my last meal because my heart will collapse on itself. If you want to make itself. sure that it's your last meal, then have you will it have it for every, every meal. Single meal. That's the lesson about life today. <laughs> that is a good lesson. You should have leftover pizza, which <laughs> you can't always have leftover pizza because it has to no, be somebody regular else pizza. Gets it. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's someone else's leftover yes. pizza. Okay, that makes sense. So today we're going to talk. Well, first of all, I think we're, we're going to talk about Russian roulette today. But there is probably the biggest news story in the country right now mm. is game show related. So I feel like we have to talk about it. Of course, we're talking about the game show. Joe Last Biden. Night of Afghanistan, turn off the lights. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> what? You didn't watch that one? It was on Fox. Last man in Afghanistan, turn, turn off, off the, the lights. lights. Yeah. What is turn off the lights in the metaphor? Well, you just don't want to run up the electricity bill after you leave. Or is Afghanistan just one building? <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Now. <laughs> after, tw- after 20 years of that shit? Yeah. Oh, no. So, no, we're talking about Jeopardy. 
which is big in the news for the last couple weeks. We got another cancel culture. Cancellation. So, um, as you'll remember, back in, uh, I believe, November of 2020, Alex Trebek departed this earth. Could you pour out a little bit of your drink onto my carpet, please? For for a higher plane. And so since, since then, there have been a rotating array of Jeopardy hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first, I think, like six weeks afterwards, Ken Jennings, the greatest Jeopardy champion of all time, mm-hmm. filled in as host. And I think there was a lot of people that kind of just assumed he was the heir apparent. Successor. He's, he's been quite involved in the show and re- returning for special events and things like that in the decade and a half or whatever since he was a champion and a lot of people probably thought it was kind of his job to lose after six weeks they started going to like a rotating every two weeks guest host what happened is start trebek was the game show jeopardy is going through a series of rebounds right now you know that the first girl or boy that your friend dates after a bad breakup that's that's not it that's not the one. Mm-hmm. There's no marriage happening from mm-hmm. that. So it's kind of an interesting time for Jeopardy right now with the rotating people that just don't really seem to fit. Mm-hmm. How long did you meet your wife after your last bad breakup? I was after is the next one. Okay. I just wanted to check. It's the next one. Yeah. It's so, different for me. Okay. I just wanted to check. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so there were rotating guests. Aaron Rodgers, the the football quarterback, he was one of them. Do you have to clarify football? I feel like quarterback is very unique to the game of football. I don't know. I just for some of our foreign listeners, I don't know if they're totally familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, that last guy in Afghanistan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was trying trying to find the light switch. <laughs> there, there were many of these. There was Doctor Oz. People were upset about Doctor Oz mm-hmm. being a host. There was Joe Buck. I think he was like the most recent one. Is that the guy from What the Buck Maybe. YouTube series? Yes, that's the that's the one you're thinking of. Okay. Not the famous sports announcer. And then what so I think the very first one after Ken Jennings was Mike Richards, who was um an executive producer on Jeopardy. He's been an executive producer on The Price is Right in the past. I think he's only been at Jeopardy for like a year and a half or so before all this as an executive producer but he was the first one to fill in for a couple weeks um mayim bialik from blossom and that show the bazinga show mm-hmm. uh, big That's bang what it's called no it's called bazinga, <laughs> the show. bazinga show and then uh lavar burton was a big push by the internet by a bunch would have of, loved that by a bunch of people that probably don't watch jeopardy uh really wanted lavar burton because of Reading Rainbow, sure. I never watched Reading Rainbow, so I don't. It was good. Have the fond memories of Lavar Burton. It that edged into the, the does. a little too nice, a little creepy for the kids show spectrum. I don't know. I just fucking learned how to read with a book instead of a TV show. I guess that was my thing. I don't think it was really teaching you how no. to read. Was it just talking about? Was it like a book club on TV? Yes, exactly okay. for children. So you just learn about the hungry, hungry caterpillar, right? And how it was tied to communism. <laughs> of course, <laughs> they all are. They all are. So all these people had their "quote unquote" tryouts or whatever, and it was announced a couple weeks ago that 
the permanent regular edition of Jeopardy host moving forward would be Mike Richards. Mm-hmm. And period. And there would be a spinoff or offshoot, like the special edition. I don't know if they were making like College Jeopardy and things like that, kind of its own distinct thing from regular Jeopardy. Sure. Where those used to just kind of replace regular Jeopardy in the lineup for a couple weeks at a time, hosted by Alex Trebek. But now Mayim Bialik is going to host that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I know there were some people that, uh, well, first of all, my kind of view of this was with Mike Richards being executive producer of the show and then being named the host. It kind of felt like in the office when Dwight is the manager of Dunner Mifflin and Jim kind of manipulates Dwight into selecting for his number two, Dwight himself okay. as his number two. Uh, or in more real world terms, if you if you if you watch the news instead of the office, kind of like when George W. Bush hired Dick Cheney to choose his vice president for him, and after an exhaustive search, Dick Cheney chose Dick Cheney. That was kind of what this felt like to a lot of people. Yeah, was Mike Richards uh, choosing himself? Choo choo choosing himself. Choo choo choosing himself. And so people were a little upset about that. Then. People listen to a podcast Uh-oh. that Mike Richards did with a female friend of his. Okay. And I, I don't know all the details. I can't say that I know all the details of this because it's exhausting and I don't care. Mm-hmm. But... You're so cool. There, Thank you. There were things found in nine-year-old episodes of this podcast with this female friend of his that mm-hmm. he hosted the podcast with where... She talked about working at a booth at CES, and he said something like, ooh, you're one of those booth sluts? And so mm. that was misogynistic and What wrong. does that mean? Um, at a lot of these technology conventions where it's a bunch of, like, nerdy type of oh. guys, they have, like, hot girls hired to stand around Actors. the booths for their company to draw in all the losers. Lights that, for the nerdy moths. It's, it's, yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's that mosquito light that zaps them uh or the moth light right that just so once the nerds get in they just stab them real quick (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) they kill them all uh so they draw them over to look at their processors or you know whatever the hell uh so so he said that rather misogynistic thing sure he also i believe she was short and at one point he called her a m word which is little people little people phobic oh um you can't say that Mm -hmm. he said the r word about something a decade ago a decade yeah that's still too new too soon um too fresh so kind of like you did on our last episode no and so you're canceled you're not hosting jeopardy that was a drop (laughs) you're not hosting jeopardy it was a drop a drop of you of another time that it was a drop of yeah it does drop (laughs) of me but but that drop came it was 40 years ago so it was still it was okay, okay. back then. Yeah, okay. That's it how it works. It was the preferred, actually, <laughs> nomenclature at the time. Yeah. So all of this stuff led to him, after one week of recording, resigning in disgrace mm-hmm. because you can't say those things. And what happened is he went when, back to executive producer yeah, and made more money. <laughs> uh, you can't apparently you can't say those things in the past anymore. Not apparently. It's very clear that you can't say those things. So he got he got cancel cultured a little bit, and now we're I don't know we're back on the on the hunt for a new Jeopardy host. And that why can't it just be me and Balik? 
because uh, she's a woman. Why can't it be Miriam Blazy? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Maybe it will be. Who knows? You think her name is Meredith, and she chose the stage name Miriam Blasis? That's not her name. Though, so I don't. No, I don't. What's think her she name? Chose that her name is Mayim Bialik. Yeah, Miriam. <laughs> Miriam Blasis. <laughs> So yeah, I mean the the search goes on, and we'll we'll do a full breakdown of this when we do a Jeopardy episode once we get some freaking consistency going on there. Yeah, so we can I understand mean, what this I'm exhausted. About. Every I time know. I turn it on, I turn it straight off, just wow. like how I have done it before my entire yeah, life. Exactly. When and and I just love how it's you know the the internet that finds this stuff that they they don't watch this show. They're not tuning in to their fucking local station at 4.30 in the afternoon to sit down and watch Jeopardy. No, it's a bunch of old people that don't know what's going on on the internet. Right. And so it's funny to me that that's what influences. Although I would, I would argue that people who have the time to sift through nine-year-old podcast episodes probably don't have jobs. So they might be watching Jeopardy. They might be watching Jeopardy. That's a good point. So Mike Richards... You're out. You're canceled. You're a bad boy. Yeah. You and <laughs> are we allowed to use those words against the people that, that use them? them? Yeah. You little ret- <laughs> Mike Richards. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, he's regular height. I think. Ah, uh, well. No, not regular. I mean, he's just <laughs> taller. Whoa, he's just yeah, taller. Whoa. He's just taller. I whoa. said the double R word. Whoa. So, yeah. Well, cancel culture makes me want to put a gun to my head and one bullet in it and twist it and uh, just pull the trigger. Whoa, like Russian Roulette. The show we're talking about today. That's right. For the rest of the episode. Russian Roulette. Sounds dangerous. Was a game show. And Um, an actual thing. It is both. So, kind of. I've done some research. Ooh. I've done a little bit of looking. Right. Let's bust some myths today, folks. Okay. So, Russian Roulette, the game show, was a game show network show. We talked all about game show network just an episode ago. We didn't mention this one. Mm -mm. Saved it. Saved it for a special time. Yeah. So, it was on Game Show Network from June 2002 to June 2003. Two seasons within that year. Uh, 131 total episodes. So they made sure to really get in there and do some episodes. Not quite the early game shows where we have thousands of episodes. Right. But it was only one year. So that is fairly impressive. Yeah. I mean, half about, a year. Yeah. I would say about half of the amount of episodes you could you could have gotten. I mean, that's that a, they played an entire season of baseball. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Almost an entire season of baseball of games of Russian roulette. That's how I think about things in my life. <laughs> in terms of it's season, hard. It's hard for math. A lot stuff. of people think in like base ten. You know, you think ten, a hundred. I think in a hundred and sixty-two. Uh-huh. I think in base a hundred sixty-two. Yeah, yeah. Like ah, it's like two thirds of a baseball season. But <laughs> <laughs> somebody comes. It's like, dude. It, you would have no idea. In France, lunch costs you like three quarters of a baseball season dollars. <laughs> Baseball season dollars. BSD. Yeah. So this show was hosted. The conversion is cricket dollars. <laughs> yeah. In, in Europe, they use cricket dollars. Uh, this show was hosted by Mark. Zach Efron. What? It was hosted by Zach Efron. It looked exactly like an older Zach Efron. 
I don't know that I made that connection. Okay. But do your eyes work? I believe you, I guess. Do your eyes work? I don't know. Was he in uh, Baywatch? Was Zac Efron in Baywatch with The Rock? Dwayne yes, Johnson? He was. He was hot. So Mark L. Wahlberg is his name. Right. Not Everybody Mark knows Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Mark L. Wahlberg. Okay. Mark Loser Wahlberg. Yikes. So I, I just feel if you're... That's very unfortunate for him. To have such a weird name and still be by far the second most famous person with that name. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Your agent probably was like, you can't go by your name, which is Mark Wahlberg. We have to throw yeah. an L in there. Just change your name. Just have a different stage name. Yeah. Mark, you know, you know, but, Mark. But he's not ashamed of his name. He's proud of, he's proud of who he Mark is. Mark Plasterberg. He's proud of who he is. Mark Florberg. Wow. Mark Seelingberg. All of these work. I think we talked about this before, but like, um, those are bad and dumb jokes. Uh, but Mark Outletberg. Okay. You're just looking around the room at things right now. Um, Emma Stone. Her name is Emily Stone. Mm-hmm. And she'd never gone by Emma in her life. Sure. And when she got to Hollywood, there was already a registered SAG performer with the name Emily Stone. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't just register the name Emily Stone with SAG. And so she went with Emma Stone. And so it was just, it wasn't even like, I like to go by this name or I want a better stage name or whatever. It was just, well, that name's taken. I got to make up a new name for myself. So you're saying that's what Mark L. Wahlberg should have done? As sure. Well? Thank you so much for that very long explanation. You should have gone from Ma Wahlberg. Yeah. Just, or just or Marka. Marka Wahlberg. Yeah. So Mark, He's a Marka Wahlberg. Marka Wahlberg. Mark L. Wahlberg, the host of this show, he hosts stuff. He mm. he was the announcer for uh, Shop Till You Drop, which is a show that we've talked about before at, uh, for a little while. He also hosted The Moment of Truth on Fox. Do you remember that show? No. It was... God, it, was, it combines all of our worst base... Uh, like Fears? Not fears, just like problems as a society. Okay. Uh, it was basically... Mustard. It was a show with a quote-unquote lie detector test and they ask you questions exceedingly personal and difficult questions and if you answer that is true, not a fat old zach efron i can kind of see that as a fat old zach okay efron. sorry go ahead um sorry mark mark l as you go by with your friends <clears throat> so the show got exceedingly more personal and hard to answer and you were hooked up to a lie detector test and if you lied you lost all the money but the more questions you answered truthfully the more money you got okay and it would be questions like do you wish that you were with your ex-girlfriend instead of your wife and things like that and some people would quote unquote potentially ruin their lives for the money by saying like yes i do uh and things like that or you know have you cheated on your spouse whatever um and so it had a lot of backlash i think because of the life ruining aspects of it okay potentially so he was the host of that 
I think it was like 2008 or 2009 on Fox. He's also the host of Price is Right Live, the touring version of Price is Right. Probably hasn't done a lot of touring in the last year and a half. Yeah. Would be, would be my guess. Mm-hmm. He's also been on Antiques Roadshow or uh, as one of the... That's a game show we need to do. That's, that would be a weird game show to do. No. It's oh, like, I won. This tapestry was worth $7,000. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That's how you win. And he's currently um, the host of Temptation Island, which I guess... I think it's a British show originally that is now an American show. And I don't know exactly what it is, but I think it's people on an island that want to fuck. That's true. I don't watch trash shows. I watch... I watch some because... My wife does. I watch Love Island. Oh, is that the, that's what I'm thinking of is Love Island. Okay. I don't know what Temptation Island is now. A Temptation Island sounds like a better show. Right, yeah. It's it's like a whole bunch of obese people, and every morning there's just rows and rows of donuts, and they have to not <laughs> Jesus. eat it. I thought it was going to be like, there's like porn stars, and... And there's rows of rows of donuts. <laughs> and donuts they, on the porn stars, yeah. They have to not uh, have sex with the donuts. One other thing Mark L. Wahlberg did mm-hmm. was a game show called Game Plane. This game playing? Game Plane. Okay. Game Plane. Like, is that a plane? Is that what a plane sounds like? If I did the arms. If you're, if you're going to feed your future child, you need to work on your plane sounds. Oh, yeah. Because your kid's going to be like thinking that that's what a plane sounds like. <laughs> How, okay. Could you demonstrate for me? Yeah. Ooh, welcome to the plane, everybody. Uh, <laughs> take your seat back. We're going to be going out to 30,000 feet. There's more than 20,000. Most people don't know that. And you go ahead and sit back. The seatbelt is going to be remaining on or off. It's going to be going on and off intermittently. It's not really going to make sense. Uh, sometimes I'm going to be in a bad mood and I'm going to pop it on. Because it makes me feel good to have power over all you idiots sitting in there. Seatbelt song will be going off shortly. Please don't pee your pants. That's All right, it, open up wide for the cream peas. That's, <laughs> it's that's a very long process to what feed your child. What an airplane sounds like. You're going to take a very long time to feed your child. Yeah, yeah. So he hosted Game Plane on Discovery Family. And this was a game show mm-hmm. that, as you might imagine, took place on an airplane. Air Force One. I wish. But it took place on just regular commercial flights. That's like Cash Cab. Right, exactly. But you'd be thinking like you're flying from Newark to Omaha or something. And all of a sudden there's a game show going on in the aisle. That sounds pretty cool. And so this was a thing for two seasons. And there would be... They they would do... uh, they would separate couples for isolation booths where they would put one of them in the lavatory and ask the other one questions. And then you had to come out of the lavatory and see if your questions match. They would do uh, putting mini games in the aisle of the plane. Okay. And it was on Allegiant Airlines, which I don't know if it still exists, but it was like one of the budget airlines, kind of like Spirit. And yeah. they were they were like, yeah, sure. They're just mention us on the show and you can come on our planes and fuck with our paying customers yeah and i think they would like um kind of brief them in the in the boarding area beforehand that this was going on and like if you were like i absolutely don't want to be on tv they would like put you in the front of the plane so that you're not in the background of the shots or whatever and like if you were selected for 
one of the contestants you would know in advance before getting on the plane. They would do like pre-interviews and whatnot. So a crazy show that I somehow had never heard of, Game Plane, Markel Wahlberg was a host of. Uh, Allegiant is a is on the it's a publicly traded stock. So is it still around? Uh, still I, doing game shows? I think so. I don't think they're doing the game shows. So he also hosted Russian Roulette, and Russian Roulette worked like so: there were four contestants, and in a traditional, I guess, revolver, there might be six chambers. Correct. Holding ammunition Mm -hmm. and each time you pull the trigger it rotates to the next chamber yes right that's Mm -hmm. how a revolver works that's how a revolver it's technically a semi-automatic weapon because it moves it loads the next round automatically right upon you pulling the trigger 99 percent of guns are semi-automatic right and they're weapons of war and they need to be off our streets so that's how a revolver works in general. I thought I'd set that up for our audience. At okay. Home. Russian roulette is traditionally outside of this game show. Fun. Sure. Of course. A, a game quote unquote that involves having a certain number of rounds chambered at random. Usually you think of it as one, one, one out of the six chambers um, is loaded and you, spin the chamber chamber you cock it well you have to whatever. smash, it, smash back it back in yeah i don't know I'd, i've never uh messed with a revolver that'd be the before. longest game of russian roulette ever if you just spun the chamber uh-huh. and then <laughs> you never without it never so uh and then yeah you smash it back in there and then you pull the trigger and hopefully you didn't have the one in six chance where the live round is chambered right and or if you're like a prisoner of war, you were lucky enough. If well, you got the one out of six, you yeah. got out of there. So that's Russian roulette. It the first known reference to something like this was in a Russian story in like the 1860s mm. uh, about somebody firing, uh, but it, but it was w- whether there was gunpowder or not okay. loaded. Um, and then the term Russian roulette was first used in 1937 in a short story by a guy named George Serdez, who the story was called Russian roulette. Ooh. And it was about basically what our modern understanding of the quote unquote game of Russian roulette is yeah. the, uh, chambered round and hoping you don't shoot yourself in the head there were some people around this time period there was uh, a boy charged with murder for he and his friend playing this game but pointing it at each other oh no as they alternated it and went and obviously once you pull the trigger six times you're dead or the other person is dead if you're well you don't you spin it each time well so that's the thing if you if you spin it each time then you've got a one in six chance every single time yeah and I think after six, the odds would probably be something like there's a 60% chance you're dead at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there was somebody who I believe it went to the Supreme Court. In how many the, baseball innings is 60? Uh, 60%? Yeah. Is, yeah, it's like a little more than a third of a baseball season of percentages. Thank you. <laughs> so 
the there i believe there was a supreme court case based on this murder conviction for these kids playing russian roulette to Mm -hmm. decide his claim was that wasn't murder we were playing a game and they said like yeah but when the game is one of you gets murdered it's still murder yeah so strong ruling activist supreme Supreme court Court. you imagine Uh, the supreme Supreme court's ruling was if it's if you say it's a game it's it's not murder that's true so russian roulette has been established for about a hundred years as this and it hasn't changed it ha- hey, one of the few things that hasn't evolved you know what it, because it was a perfect game yeah. there's no reason to change it yeah so russian roulette the game show there are four contestants and there are six circular platforms in a circle around a stage mm-hmm. there are four contestants standing in four of those platforms it's a trivia game show the, the way it works is that one contestant is given a question. They're told what the question is. First off, right off the yep. bat, uh-huh. they start the game saying, we randomly chose a first person to right. go. Why not we? Why don't we start off with the Russian with the roulette, roulette situation? To yeah, just to see it. The game jumps in very quickly. Mm-hmm. In the episodes that I saw, it's like, I'm blah, blah, blah from this place. I'm blah, blah, blah from this place. I'm blah, blah, blah from this place. All right, let's play Russian roulette. We randomly selected the first question. Here it is. It's the best. The announcer, the the announcing voice is so, it's like, welcome back to Russian Roulette. And I thought it was funny because the dichotomy of the guy being like, welcome back to Russian Roulette. We've got Jason, a collection supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that doesn't sound cool at all. Yeah. So then they pretty much jump right in. A random person is selected and given the first question. And then what that person can do is they choose who gets that question, mm-hmm. who they think might miss it. And at this point, it's kind of based on, like, this person looks, looks stupid to mm-hmm. me. I think this person's dumb. Or the episode I saw where the guy just kept choosing the woman. <laughs> well. And you ha- <laughs> you have to... What I do like about this part, though, is that you have to justify why you're... They make <laughs> you why? say why you're doing it. And like, if- uh, They don't look like they know much about the baseball season length. That's so, literally what people would yeah, say. I know. Uh, so that was pretty silly. But mm-hmm. so they would choose a person to get it. It was a multiple choice question. So there would be three choices, I believe. Yes, at the beginning. Right, in the first round. And if the person gets it correct, they get $150 that they steal from. Everybody starts with $150. I didn't clar- clarify that. Everybody starts with $150. If you get a question correct, you steal the $150 from the person that uh, assigned it to you or vice versa. If the person misses it that you assigned it to, you steal their $150. Yeah. However, if you miss, you now have to spin the wheel. And everybody has a big lever next to them on their platform. Right. And in this first round, if if you're the first person to miss a question or you miss the first question, you pull it. And there are lights on the six circles around that spin uh, at random. Or actually, however long you hold the lever determines how long it spins for. Okay. And it's it lights up and everybody else's platform is locked. But the person who missed the question, if it lands on their platform, it opens up and poof. They, they fall right through it. They disappear. Down. And if that person had any money at the time, 
that money would be divided amongst the remaining contestants. However, each question, there are they add an additional drop zone. So if you miss the third question, half of the uh, floor, half of the spots are drop zone. So you've got a 50-50 chance of getting dropped out if you miss the third question, for yeah. example. Um, and once the first person is eliminated, that's the end of round one. And then they do a round two, which is like the same exact thing mm-hmm. as round one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then that person gets eliminated. They now go to round three. That's right, folks. Head, round three. Head to head. And in the head to head round, you can choose to keep the question yourself instead of assigning it to the other person. If you think, I'm going to know this one before you see the choices. Mm-hmm. And now, is this where we get to four choices? Yes. Now we have four choices. So it's a little bit harder in this round. But you can assign the question to yourself, get it right, and get the money. Otherwise, uh, you can be uh, dropped out yes. if you miss it. Sure. And then the other person gets all of your money, and they go on to the bonus round. That's pretty much the way the game works, right? Yes. Front and, to back. And again, if you had money that when you lose in head-to-head, that money goes to the other person as well. Mm-hmm. So you might have, if you had a good game... $1,500 or so at this point. Because I also believe in this final round, uh, the the question value goes... Oh, no. In in the bonus round, the question value is higher. Yeah. So you go to the bonus round if you're the winner, which is you're standing on obviously one of the six platforms. Yeah. And there's a 60-second timer. So it starts clockwise away from you where every 10 seconds one of these platforms will open up Mm -hmm. over the course of 60 seconds. Obviously you would at 60 seconds, your platform opens up and you fall to your death. And in the first season, so there were, as I mentioned, there were two seasons of this in the first season, there were five open-ended questions, no multiple choice at this point. Yeah. Which you got $500 per correct guess. If you got to 60 seconds and you were still trying to go, you fall through, you lose, but you do get the dollar amount that you'd had up to that point uh, for every correct answer you, you've gotten. In season two, there were 10 questions in 60 seconds, but they were back to being multiple choice. Yeah. And you only got $300 per correct at this point. So you had to try and get 10 correct in 60 seconds. The other catch is, if you miss even one of these questions at any point in time... The floor opens up and you fall through and you're right. It's very difficult. Very difficult. But if you're able to get through all five in season one or all 10 in season two without missing in under 60 seconds, you win $10,000. Not a bad prize. How do you feel about $10,000? I mean, it's fine. How would you feel about $100,000? Yes. Now we're talking. Okay. So what you do, if you are successful, if you win that $10,000, now what happens is however many floor holes floor holes floor holes that's the official term yeah got opened during your turn in the bonus round so say you were able to answer all the questions in 35 seconds so only three of them are open the fourth one hasn't opened yet you now can spin 
the Russian roulette wheel with that amount of open holes. So three in this scenario. Yeah. So you've got a 50-50 chance of either falling through and losing the $10,000 or winning $100,000. And if you've got a 50-50, the obvious answer is you go for the 100000 because that's 10 times the money. Yeah. Mathematically, it is an easy choice. Almost all of these, the mathematics would say go for it. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, worst case scenario, five out of the six are open. So you've got a one-sixth chance, which is about 17%. So you get 10% of the money for walking away, or you've got a 17% chance of getting all of the money. Mathematically, yeah, you should take the spin because the average will be $17,000. You get zero, nine times, and 100,000, or zero, five times, and 100,000 the sixth time. So statistically, you should always play for the $100,000. Okay. But... I'm going to take the money. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. I knew you would because you're a coward, and we've proved this before on Cash Cab. I'm a coward. coward. I'm a coward with eight grand. And that was only double the money. This is You're a hero with zero dollars, and I'm a coward with... $5,000. $5,000. Why did it, why does it keep going down each time you say it? it because was, it doesn't matter it how much it is. I still have more money. Right, but just mathematically. And you're you like an probably. old man. And you're like, I when I was on the game show, Russian Roulette, I pulled it and I was so close to that 100000 And I'm like, I invested my $5,000 in Apple and now I'm a billionaire. Wow, Apple stock is going to go up a lot in the it, next it did. few years. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's going to go through another halving, and then okay. it's going to go up again. Okay. So that's it. That it, The show existed, as I mentioned, for 131 episodes, and three times people won the $100,000. So like 2% of the time, mm. people won the $100,000. So mm-hmm. if you want, like, that's like barely... How's two the math? games of a baseball season. How's the math season. now? That's like two How's games How's the math of a now? Season. You still want to go for the 100K? Yeah, because the the people didn't get 10K in the first place. Now you have 2% it's, chance. It's not, it's not a 2% chance. Now you have a 2% because chance. Because the people weren't winning the $10,000 either. Law of averages, 2% chance. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, yeah. Sample size. It's a double header, basically. <laughs> Your odds are a double header percentage. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but that is Russian Roulette. It, to me, seems like a kind of insensitive game show. Why like Hangman. These are real ways that people commit suicide. There should They should have had that warning at the end of every episode that's like, if you or someone you know as, is struggling, is struggling with, with depression Russian or roulette. suicide, yeah. uh, call this number. Yeah. Like and, it's, on, and it's uh, the game show hotline. <laughs> it's just, it's just game, 1-800-GAME-SHOW-NETWORK. It's uh, it's the it's the booking number for Allegiant Airlines. <laughs> uh, but like you know, um, thirteen reasons why you know they have, yeah, they have that. I don't watch shows about suicide. Why? Triggers. I just yeah, Russian roulette. Ah. Triggers. Have you ever killed yourself before? Yeah. Spiritually. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, when you do a lot of drugs, you have an ego death, and that's a form of suicide. But it's a form of suicide that you come out with B 
being a better person at the end. Whoa. Yeah. Sounds like a nice peyote trip. Yeah. I think, um, so I watch a lot of stuff about suicide, mm. unlike you. You just watch videos of suicide on YouTube? <laughs> well, not on YouTube. Okay. On other sites. Yeah. Um, the uh, World Star. I do get annoyed by all like the trigger warnings now. Okay. Have you seen those on? No, I don't watch videos of suicide. But, the, but there's all like rape also. They have those. I don't watch those videos either. Well, not video, but like TV shows. They make TV shows of rape? <laughs> I mean, as a plot point in the TV show. Oh, okay. I don't think it's like rape the TV show. <laughs> Hosted by ask, Neve from Catfish. Are you asking me to rape the TV show? <laughs> I don't. Um, yes. Are you saying at the end of the episode? No, they'll do it at the beginning sometimes. And it's annoying because it's kind of a spoiler warning for me. Yeah. Like, so you like to go into shows being like, I wonder if this one's going to have rape. The, the, me not knowing if this is going to have rape in it. Well, no, no, no. That's, that's not what it is. But it'll be like, the episode will be about to start and it'll put up a warning that's like, uh, warning. This episode features content about sexual assault that might be upsetting to some, some viewers. viewers or something like that. Right. And you're like, not me. <laughs> Bring it on. Hell yeah. Uh, that's how I know what to watch. Um, <laughs> but no, but then like the episode will be taking place and then you see like this like guy and a girl like drinking at a bar or something. I'm like, oh, he's going to rape her. I already know that he's going to rape her. Yeah. So what, what? at what point is the rape going to happen now? Like I already know. Right. Or like if it does, it does the same thing about suicide and I see somebody like being sad and I'm like, Oh, well, this person's going to kill himself at the end of the episode. So when you make a TV show, you're going to put those warnings up, but then not have it in the episode? Right. Just to really yeah. throw people off. Yeah. But uh, I feel like they need to do that. If if it wasn't... If 2003, we didn't know about trigger warnings yet. So this yeah. show didn't have to have them. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like it's insensitive. People kill themselves every day. Thousands. Thousands a day, yeah. I mean, across the world. I don't know. What do you think the number of suicides a day is? Well, I know for sure it's like 30K a year for a firearm, which is the most successful form of suicide. Tool of suicide. Like Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. How many of those people do you think were playing Russian roulette? I think, but it's hard now because revolvers aren't as aren't as uh, popular. So people okay. put one bullet in the clip <laughs> and, and put it in their life. 100% of the time. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen this time. Oh, it's not this one. Um, yeah, I think roulette, for some reason, there's something about the game of roulette and a spinning wheel determining fate that appeals to humanity in some way, shape or form. Because this is obviously we have the game roulette, which is one of the most popular games at casinos always. One of the most. Yeah, for sure. Big crowds around it. And you have Russian roulette. One of the most popular ways to play a game where you might die. Um, what other games can you play where you might sex die? Sex with Magic Johnson. Um, or like shoots and ladders. <laughs> yeah, shoots and ladders. And shoots. Oh, like a heroin drugs. Got it. And there's chat roulette. We talked about that before this episode. Oh, I, I was. I'm gonna open it up. I was hoping. This was an idea I had, but it was too much, obviously. I was going to have chat roulette up the entire show, and I was going to cycle through what these were. And yeah. every time we hit a dick, 
I was going to point and then I wanted to have like a, a dick picture count. of the dick? No, a, uh, di- a dick count. A dick counter on, yeah. the, on the YouTube video of this mm-hmm. episode. Hopefully we're recording the video. Who knows? We haven't checked that when we rebooted the audio recording. Uh, Chat Roulette. When did that come out? Maybe like 2007 yeah. or so? What is happening? How come this isn't... Maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Chat Roulette is still, right? Correct? You're loading it up? Yeah, I'm loading so, it right now. Is a website where using your webcam, you are matched up with a random person somewhere in the world who is also using their webcam to go to chatroulette.com, and you two can chat with this random stranger dude it's different now you have to chat you select one person or the other and if you're a match then you start chatting what is this a dating site now it looks like it's it's like waiting for partner's decision what is this so it used to be that it was just random people you'd be matched to a random person and you can click next and they're gone and somebody new is there right and that the idea is really cool the amount of dicks is really not cool. Okay, I got matched with a guy and he's not showing me his dick. No, I'm saying you're not showing me your dick. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, what's up? <laughs> you're on a you're on a podcast right now. Okay. Okay. We're talking about game shows. What's your favorite game show? My favorite one. Game show. What's that? Um like skip. You don't know about game shows? <laughs> What's a game show? You're gone. He sounds not American. Maybe they don't he have wasn't. game shows in whatever country he's in. What country do you know that doesn't have a game show? Afghanistan. Except for the turn out the last one. Light. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Chat roulette is weird now. It was way better. <laughs> when there was more dicks. <laughs> I hope the microphone picked up what that guy was saying. I have no idea. I don't know. He didn't say anything interesting. He just said bro a lot. He did say bro. He said bro a lot. What's that, bro? What's that, bro? Nope. That guy looked like my my uncle. <laughs> Jerking off. <laughs> that guy looked like my uncle. That really upset you to see your uncle. Is that a trigger warning? He just looked like a really hairy <laughs> that guy, Arabic guy. That guy looked like my uncle. So Russian roulette, chat roulette, they're all scary. They're yeah. all bad ideas in Except there was They're that, good ideas in theory. Yes. They're bad ideas in actuality. I would say Russian roulette is just a bad idea in theory and in actuality. Okay, fair. Chat roulette probably a good idea in theory. Yes. But it did lead to, I don't know if you remember, the chat roulette piano guy. Yes. So this was a huge... We thought it was Ben Folds for a while. Yes. This was a huge craze on the internet around 2008, 2009 maybe. There was a guy who he would go on chat roulette and he would play the piano and he would kind of cue people to give him suggestions and Mm -hmm. he would kind of make up songs as he played the piano based Mm -hmm. on their suggestions and he always had a hoodie very tightly wound so you barely saw the middle of his face and he always had these big framed glasses on and he was very good at piano and he looked a bit like ben folds especially in these like darkly lit rooms with shitty video compression of the early 2000s yeah um and he was, like I said, very musically talented. A lot of people were like, is this Ben Folds on Chat Roulette doing this thing? Uh, it was not Ben Folds, it turned out. It was a completely different guy. Yeah. But then, like, Ben Folds found out about it. And Ben Folds at l- live concerts would bring up 
started bringing up chat roulette on like projectors at his concerts and would do what this guy was doing yeah in front of live audiences and it was really cool and it was that's how something really cool came out of the internet back when that could still happen right instead of just like um some sort of threatening corporate... people oh. and starting uprisings and um canceling people and riots and capital mobs and all that stuff. Before the internet was used for all that stuff, it was used for exciting things like piano performances. Okay, I've got Omegle going now. Omegle, Omegle? is the new, it's the new chat roulette. It's the new chat roulette. Okay. Well, in the sense that it works like the old chat roulette, you mean? Yeah. Instead of well, matching? Well, it's like I can actually just do oh, okay. a random... A random person A random up. person. A random penis. A random person has popped up. It's not wow. a penis. Not a penis? Yeah. Okay, that's good news. I get. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, is not a penis. But now I don't know how to do next, so we're kind of just stuck with this. <laughs> we're uh, stuck with this person. There's no next. We're one. stuck with this person. Okay, there we go. Got it. <laughs> They're gone. So, Russian roulette as a game show. Yeah. How would you make it better? Oh my god, this person's very loud noises. This, uh, okay, let me talk about the real portion of this show is not going great. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest okay. with you. I'm gonna leave it open in a tab, and we'll just see if okay, uh, somebody. Okay. pop up. Uh, so we make it better with three uh, different shifts. Okay. Uh, I would say a three, a hundred percent of an inning in baseball. Okay. Uh, contestants should choose to play real Russian roulette for an extra fifty dollars. <laughs> an extra fifty dollars. Correct. They potentially extra... kill themselves. Uh, for fifty dollars, okay. though. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, we should, uh, the host should be Russian. Okay. That's I feel fair. like that would have been cool for the theme for the host to be Putin. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm good with that. On a horse shirtless. Correct. And every episode should end with the full. Ooh, what about Maria Sharapova? She was kind of hot. The full Russian roulette scene from the movie Deer Hunter. Um, with, uh, Robert De Niro. Correct. I've never seen it. Or I could do that thing where I go, oh yeah, that scene was that scene was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, I go, what was that scene? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know the scene though? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. I, I remember that scene. Right. Yeah. This dude was on wearing a mask on his chat cam. On That's his cam. Terrifying. He's probably a serial killer. So, dude, we're six people in, and I haven't seen a single dick. Hey, that's that's better than the odds of killing yourself in Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One in six. So, I think sharks is the main answer here. Oh, in the bottom. Oh, yeah. You finally get your sharks. Yeah. Okay. Sharks is the answer. I mean, the only answer here to make this better is sharks. Okay. Well, uh, you know, you're talking about people shooting themselves in the head. I'm talking about getting fed to getting sharks. Getting eaten. Getting sharks. Don't have any open wounds or they will smell that blood. Or Do sharks have noses? I have no way. You can't smell in water. People say sharks smell blood, but you can't smell in water. I don't believe it. You can definitely smell. Can you smell in water? I can't because that's how I breathe. And exactly. if I were to smell in water, I would die. Right. Exactly. Okay. It's like water. Are there smells life. in the water? That's the real question. There has to be. When they say shark. Okay. This is on this guy's chest, but there's no. Okay. Oh, uh, there's no dick? There's no dick. Okay. That's good. Our dick counter is just going to be zero the whole time. Well, that's a, that's a shame. I guess I can take mine out. <laughs> For the good of the show. The speed at which people cycle through you is insane. People next people to you People are looking for something specific, it seems. 
So what would you give this out of uh, out of buzzers? Five buzzers. I'm gonna give it three buzzers, and three. I'll tell you why. Okay, tell me why. This show had everything for me. <laughs> wow! It had people. It, it had slow motion replays of people falling through the. Which, by the way, these people were falling. Oh yeah, they were. Gravity's real. They were gone almost immediately as yeah. soon as those doors were let out. Right. Um. It had. Other stuff? That was about it. Okay, no. Not <laughs> <Had> everything. <laughs> so much replays of people falling. That's it. What else do you need? Look, it was a fast-paced show. I appreciated that. It was fast-paced. At the beginning, too fast. Yeah. But yeah. it moved along quickly. It was a it was a, a very fluid show. Um it was missing something. It had You're right. its it had its thing. You're it right. had its thing. It was dip it was for sure different. It was for sure unique. But then it was like that's all we need. And as a viewer, you were like, that's not all you need. <laughs> There's some, you're right. There was something missing. And you really felt it with how quickly it gets going at the beginning. And like, there's one question and they're like, I think this person's a pretty boy, so they're not going to get this right. And then they miss it and then they pull the thing and then they fall through and then that's it. And I'm like, I really didn't get to know anything about this pretty boy. I didn't know <laughs> if like, yeah, that is a good point. He is a pretty boy, a little bit. She's not going to know this stuff. Like... You, you you miss a little bit of a connection there with how quick it gets going and just how immediately people are being eliminated. Like, on the first question of yeah. the game, people can be eliminated. And there's only four people, and you're like, well, how are you going to fill the rest It was like that time? one game show we did where it... There, oh, man, I forget what it was called now. The there were a lot time. of different stages that they could go through, and it starts out with just eliminating one person right away. It was the one where it was like, count as many quarters as you can. Oh, the where you don't sleep one. Yes, uh, people were eliminated yeah. almost immediately and they had to stay up for like 24 hours <laughs> yeah. and then they're just eliminated. Yeah. That was definitely unfortunate. I felt like it was like, okay, well this person, now there's only three people. This person's gone. I, I don't, not, not that I ever really need to know stuff about these people on game shows, but like I couldn't even make a connection with that person existing as a real genuine person before right. they were gone mm -hmm. off the show. Um, and then, yeah, the, for, for all the excitement of, people falling through holes at random which is very exciting very to me. fun to watch uh there was just a little some a little hook that i was missing that didn't quite draw me in to be real excited to see these people fall through these holes <laughs> uh and the other thing was it happened a little i guess probably for safety purposes it happened a little too slow like the light would light up their platform mm -hmm. and then to be like uh-oh and then boom fall through like i want to see them not knowing like i just want to see it Oh, like the lights going boop, 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 open, boom. Like yeah. the it, the light is on the platform before theirs and then theirs just opens immediately. Okay. If, if it's supposed to be the last one or whatever. Right. I wanted to see more of that. Uh, so yeah, I think I would give it a three. More of a fear-based unknown fall? Definitely. Okay. Uh, that, that will ramp up the excitement for sure. If they just fall and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they fell. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, they're about to fall. Oh, there they go falling. Like, yeah. Yeah, so three three for me as well. I think... It was a fine show. Uh, yeah, I think if they ever bring this back, they've got to find that extra little hook to get me, Karen. Maybe this is one... Maybe it's sharks. And may, maybe it's sharks. Maybe you like extend this instead of a half-hour game show, you make this an hour and you make it a full six contestants or something like that. Yeah. Um, to where... It's still going to have something else, though. Six, yeah. Six is just going to be a longer show. That's true. I don't know. We're, look, we're not here to fix all the shows. We're just here to tell you what's good and bad. Yeah. 
And this one's mediocre. This one's very medium. <laughs> yeah, I'd say this is, this I would order medium. this one medium at a restaurant. I would say this is about an all-star break of right. <laughs> baseball season. It's happening. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's tradition at this point. Yeah. Whatever. It's there. Watch it if you want. Yeah. So, yeah. Three, three out of five. I would give Chat Roulette a zero out of five mm-hmm. at the moment. Not enough dicks. Literally zero out of five dicks. Zero out of five dicks. Um, Which I'm fine with. Too complicated now, chat roulette. Yeah, chat roulette was interesting. You had to match, and if you matched, then you could start talking. Right. They should and just, it would show you up. Like, before it could, they should just have a um, a dick identification algorithm. And just automatically have all those people in the same... Yeah, you, yeah. Get, you get shunted off to all the other dicks if you've got your dick out. Yeah. And if you don't, then you get to see all the regular civilized people. Right. That's my suggestion. I like it. For chat roulette. How to make chat roulette better. How to make chat roulette dickless if you want it to be dickless. If you want it to be. Or dick full. Or dick full of... If you want it to be. Yeah. That has been another episode of Come On Down the Game Show podcast. I think we should end this show with a... If you know anybody who's dealing with listening to bad podcasts, (laughs) we highly recommend going to... At game at come on down game show at come on down show at come on down on show Instagram. on Instagram come on down show dot com. Mm-hmm. You uh, can uh, one of the ways if you're having a bad situation text me or email the show or oh, yes come on down show at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. So if you or anybody else you know is suffering from bad bad podcasts or lack of good entertainment or just they need something to like go to sleep to yeah hit us up. Hit up the game show. That which is us. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.